Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today a film review. This is a film review with spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. I rarely put them out there, but this film review deserves spoilers. And I don't think even if you listen to my spoilers, it's going to cause you too much damage, because if you're interested in this film, you're probably going to watch it anyway. The film was called Cobain, Montage of Heck. And you guessed it, it's a Kurt Cobain documentary. But unlike all the others I will review, and I'm going to give a shout out to Nick Bloomfield in a future film review on Short Funk, let's move on from all those prior films. This film was produced by Kurt Cobain's daughter and also had a bunch of allowed footage. It was a film of about two and a half hours and I debated whether I was going to watch it, but I sat down and made myself comfortable. I had a few loads of washing to do, so I did pause it occasionally and change the wash. But I watched this documentary with a degree of extreme scepticism. It's funny, actually, that his daughter produced the film because it shows some of the most unquestionable child abuse by drug addicts ever. It really is a very disturbing film, which indicates certainly for the last three to six months of Cobain's life, he was just a complete junkie on the edge. And it's interesting, actually, having watched prior documentaries, particularly the most recent, associated with how clearly, you know, Cobain's suicide had been staged, because this documentary played into that 100%. This documentary was solely designed to show that Kurt Cobain's death had been at his own hands because he was just a chunky. And it kind of saddened me that Courtney Love's influences here, and she was in the film quite a bit, were so absolutely laser-pointed on all the criticisms of the previous documentaries associated with how suspicious things were at the end of Cobain's life, this brought forward some of the worst possible home video footage illustrating just how completely out of it both Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love were. The redeeming features of this film, it's incredibly voyeuristic, and I think it's intended to target two groups. Firstly, the group such as myself, that have watched every single Kurt Cobain, you know, murder, not suicide documentary, which there are a few. I've reviewed a couple on Short Funk previously. And also just like doe-eyed Kurt Cobain fans. And within these two groups, it plays very heavily into Soaked in Bleach. And it plays very heavily into that because basically everything that they say in Soaked in Bleach was very definitely Courtney Love's perspective and just you know how she twisted certain elements and how it was clear that he really wasn't suicidal and all this other stuff this hbo documentary was designed to pitch the idea that he was suicidal all his friends thought he was suicidal and quite frankly he was just a pathetic person that deserved to die very very curious documentary worth viewing with some degree of skepticism the vast quantity of footage and music authorized that plays through this indicates quite strongly what all these other documentaries have lacked, which is access to the rights to Kurt Cobain's material. Like I say, it's curious that his daughter was a producer of this, but really the whole film was designed to illustrate how a number of the main characters in the other documentaries are just meaningless. Cobain's first girlfriend was displayed in the most unflattering way possible. 
In the Nick Bloomfield documentary, Curtin Courtney, she's very spry, very hip, very in tune. And in this documentary, she's filmed from a series of really bad, unflattering angles that makes her look just like she was a pathetic loser. And I feel it really quite disheartening because certainly in the Bloomfield documentary, she seems to be the only like decent person that's been in Kurt Cobain's life up until the point where he met her. And I think the whole thing is very curious because she really was not necessarily his muse, but certainly the person that allowed him to write most of the material for Nirvana in a relatively uninterrupted environment. And thankfully, from both the Bloomfield documentary and this very curious HBO documentary, that at least is recognised on both sides. It left me feeling quite chilled because it had the mechanics of exactly the kind of mentality that Courtney Love is portrayed in the other films, just cold, manipulative, out of tune with reality, and fundamentally just so heavy-handed in this documentary that leaves you feeling a bit strange. Like, what have you just watched here? The gap of six weeks between when the HBO documentary last shows Kurt Cobain and his death indicates that there's a lot of stuff going on in that period of time which really no one can portray in a positive light, or at least in the light that this documentary wants to portray. I recommend folks watch it if you're interested in this genre because it is genuinely chilling in large regard. And if you take away all the pop elements and all the Courtney Love was hated by the Nirvana fans, you get to see something that is actually quite interesting I'd recommend folks watch it if they have any interest in the genre. You probably will see it anyway if you have any interest in the genre. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.